This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hey everybody, welcome to Round Ball Stew. It is Thursday, November 4th. I'm Steve Alexander, joined as always by Raphael Johnson. Raf, what is happening? I've recovered from last night's um, DFS situation. I lost out on some money on FanDuel by one-tenth of a point. Mm. Remember Harrison? I don't know if you watched the Kings game, but Harrison Barnes had his third turnover of the night with about a minute to go. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. So never gamble, yeah. kids. I had a, a fun DFS experience also. I play in a group. Mm-hmm. There's five of us that play every night. Okay. And uh, I led wire to wire until about, you know, with five minutes to go in the last game. Then I got passed. So oh, wow. that was fun. But yeah. So uh, I guess, I, I guess Rashawn Holmes burned a lot of people. He got ejected yeah. three minutes into the second half after he had a pretty good first half. And I saw people who were betting and, and people with DFS who only needed like one more point or one more block or, or something. <laughs> and they, they were all crushed by Rashawn mm-hmm. Holmes last time. Well, as we do on Thursdays, it's kind of a, a recap of what went down on Wednesday night. Uh, there was a lot that went down on Wednesday night. We're going to start mm-hmm. off by looking at some guards. Uh, Jalen Brunson for the Dallas Mavericks. On a side note, I was able to drop Luke Kennard and pick up Jalen Brunson last night in uh, one of my Yahoo leagues, and I'm kind of fired up about it. I also, in the same league, made a move. I dropped Pat Connaughton and picked up your boy Chris Boucher. So okay. I feel like I'm making moves in that league, feeling pretty good about it. But Jalen Brunson, back to him. He started for Porzingis, who's been out now for more than a week with this mm-hmm. weird back injury. Like, Porzingis just can't stay healthy. But Brunson hit 9 of 17 shots, a three-pointer, 12 free throws, He had a season-high 31 points, 10 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 steals. He had 25.7 boards and 3 assists in his previous game. And he's hit 19 of 30 shots over his last two games. So, to me, Brunson looks like a must-add. What do you think? I agree with that completely. Um, Even even before Tuesday night, I would say he was pretty close to that. And now he's definitely there with these last two performances. You mentioned the Porzingis factor. Even if he comes back, I think they're hoping for him to be back this weekend. Even if he does come back, you're going to have to ex- expect they're going to manage his minutes for one. And two, like you said, unfortunately, he just can't stay healthy. You know, and I think the other thing that Brunson adds, he takes a little bit of pressure off of Luka, you know, in terms of having to do everything for that team offensively, getting his own offense and creating. You put Brunson on the floor with him. That takes a little bit off of Luca. You know, he's still going to be the focal point of opposing defenses, but they can't just key in on him and stop the ball effectively at the same time because he doesn't always have the ball now with Brunson out there. So, yeah, Brunson's a must-add. And if you've waited at this point, it's probably too late to get him in, in your more competitive leagues as it is. Yeah, I was kind of surprised he was sitting out there last <laughs> night when I, when I got him. So it was pretty sweet. You know how Yahoo, like, 
cycles at like three o'clock in the morning. Well, of course, yeah. I was sitting here watching, <laughs> re-watching the World Series mm-hmm. post-game stuff. And I, I was just waiting because Bosch was on wait or Chris Boucher was on. I did it yeah. again, Rob. Boucher was on waivers <laughs> and uh, I had to wait for that to go through. And then once that hit, I, I was like, oh, got to go see if anybody snagged Brunson before I did. Mm-hmm. So I think had I gone to bed and tried to pick him up now, it, it wouldn't have happened. So, yeah. but check and make sure, because I, like you said, I think they were saying on the broadcast last night that the Mavs are pushing Luca to be more aggressive offensively mm-hmm. and maybe not pass as much. And if, Brunson's out there with him, you know, that, like you said, that takes a ton of pressure off of him and Luca can just do his thing offensively and, and let Brunson run the point. So pretty interesting. Second guy I wanted to talk about was Jordan Poole of the Warriors scored a season high 31 points. He had seven, three pointers, four steals, and he scored in double figures in five of his last seven games. Now he's kind of a one hit wonder. He's more points and threes than anything else, but the four steals last night were very encouraging. Mm-hmm. Clay Thompson, we still don't know when he's going to be back. So Jordan Poole is another guy that I think um, is probably going to be in Jonas Nader's waiver wire column <laughs> uh, this weekend. Yeah, he has to be. Yeah, he mentioned the, the defensive production that isn't always there. I think last night is definitely an encouraging sign because he's going to have to be that type of player to add value to the Warriors down the line. You know, whenever Clay Thompson comes back. He's obviously going to go down at least one rung in, rung in the scoring packing order, you know, behind Steph Curry. So, yeah, it, I think I think I saw a build as like a matchup of the two favorite, most improved player at this point in the season between Poole and Miles Bridges. But, um, yeah, very good game from Jordan Poole. Has to be rostered. I think he should already be rostered, I'd imagine, just because he's in a starting lineup. And those types of guys can be a bit difficult to grab when you, you see someone playing off of a player as high profile as Stephen Curry. So, yeah, I'd be shocked if he was out there. Yeah. And a side note there, Steph Curry supposedly was not feeling well, a little under the mm-hmm. weather last night. And he he really didn't dominate. He played well. I would The the LaMelo Curry show wasn't quite as fun as I'd hoped for. Then again, I wasn't yeah. fully, fully dialed into it. I was, mm-hmm. I was working at the same time. But nonetheless, uh, let's move on to San Antonio. Used to be, Roth, the most boring team in the NBA. I could not stand to talk about <laughs> them or watch them. Now, all of a sudden, they're terrible. They can't win. But they have all these kids playing a lot of minutes for that team. And I'm suddenly intrigued with most of them. I threw uh, my guy Drew Eubanks into my FanDuel lineup last night. And yeah. he actually came through. He had a bunch of blocks and uh, played really well in in place of Jakob Pertle. If you don't know who I'm talking to, he's a Talking about he's a center for the Spurs. But anyway, Devin Vassell came off the bench for the Spurs. No. Did he come off the bench or did he start? I think he started. Meanwhile, while you look that up, Devin Vassell had 21 points, which is a career high. Three boards, three rebounds, one assist, two blocks, three three three-pointers last night. Hit nine of 12 shots. And I think he came off the bench because Doug McDermott is back. Is that right? Doug is back. But they kind of they're kind of limiting his workload right now. Well, and they put Lonnie Walker on the bench, didn't they? Yes. So anyway, Devin Vassell, who is kind of in my mind is like a Steel's wonder child, just had a complete game last night. He's having a really nice season, actually. He's another guy that I think if he's sitting out there on your waiver wire, you have to think about grabbing him. 
Yeah, to correct, you know, what I said earlier, Doug McDermott actually started. He had an uneventful 26 minutes, two points, one rebound, one assist, one steal, two turnovers, and he fouled out. So he really didn't give people too much hope there. But in terms of uh, Vassell, yeah, you know, that you look at the line, the defensive numbers that he gave you last night, if you happen to kind of roll the dice on him, I think he's a guy worth picking up. But I, I want to exercise some caution here because those young Spurs wings outside of DeJounte Murray at the point and Derek White, it feels like a Patriots running back situation from like a few years back where if you picked one, somebody else is going to end up going off. It just feels like a little bit too much of a gamble right now. Hmm. I'd like to take a wait-and-see approach on some of those guys. I think Vassell has the highest upside of any of them fantasy-wise, but who knows what Pop's going to do with his rotation on a nightly basis personally. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, what is Pop going to do is always a question you have to ask yourself. Hmm. Uh, I misspoke. He had uh, three rebounds, one assist, two okay. blocks. Two no, blocks steals, yeah. no steals last night, but he had three three-pointers. Again, hit nine or 12 shots. I, I'm kind of with you. I think between Lonnie Walker and Devin Vassell and DeJounte White and Kelton Johnson and McDermott, there's a lot of guys um, that need to get touches. So from a night-to-night basis, it is going to get a little dicey with them but man vassal like you said has the most upside of any of these guys and i think if i i want to take a flyer on any of them it's probably him just because of his ability to three and steal moving on the last guard we're going to talk about before we move on to the wings is reggie jackson of the clippers 29 points five boards eight dimes steal with seven threes hit 11 of 18 shots he came in shooting 31% on the field, but he kind of kind of broke out last night, his first 20-point game of the season. Now, these Clippers are clearly undermanned without mm-hmm. Kawhi Leonard, and they need Reggie Jackson to step up and play like this alongside Paul George almost on a nightly basis. I don't know if he can do it. I know Jackson got hot last season and was kind of fun to have on your roster for a while. Do you think this is the start of something good from reggie or do you think this was fluky oh man i I lean fluky right now i need to see him do it again because of how poorly he started this season and contrary to that eric bledsoe started off well and he's kind of fallen off the cliff here i know he had seven assists last night but the offense hasn't been there and like you said without Kawhi leonard they need someone else to step up consistently alongside paul george um you would expect that you would be either Jackson or Bledsoe, but it hasn't happened. It seems like when one guy is on, the other one is off. And I don't know. I, I think they're both rosterable just because of the fact that they're starters and you know they're going to have pretty high usage numbers. That being said, can't really be too mad if you get burned because it, it's been a really mixed bag for both of those guys thus far. I tell you what, I was kind of excited about Bledsoe. Mm-hmm. Um, this season, I kind of felt like, you know, being with the Clippers and them not having Kawhi, he was going to have to step up and really have a bounce back season. I've got him in a couple leagues. And honestly, I have no problem dropping Eric Bledsoe right now. And yeah. in fact, if there's like, if I had to drop, if he was my worst player that I could drop to go get Jalen Brunson, I would do that without too much hesitation. So, you know, having, Bledsoe on your team right now is not that fun. I'm kind of with you. I think I need to see Reggie do this again because that 31% he was doing before that was just broken. Again, that's his first 20-point game of the season. We're eight or nine games in now, so 
kind of unacceptable, but man, he was really good last night. So let's move on and talk about some wings. Let's talk about my favorite wing that is not made of chicken. And that is Miles Bridges. What a monster this guy is. Roth, Miles Bridges of the Charlotte Hornets is number six on Basketball Monsters. <laughs> he had 32 points, nine boards, two steals, two blocks, and five triples last night. He plays like a shooting guard. He's dressed in a power forward's body. Like mm-hmm. He is just a monster out there, and I can't be more upset about not having any Miles Bridges stock this year. None. Yeah. I, when I, I saw him going, I think I want to say about sixth or seventh round in a lot of the leagues that I was in. That felt a little high, but because of the fact that you also had PJ Washington there, and you kind of wondered how they, those minutes would be split, they were pretty much using PJ exclusively at the center position at this point. For one, for death reasons, and two, how well Bridges has played this far. Uh, I don't expect him to sustain top 10 value. But I don't think top 30 is out of the realm of possibility for him just because of what he can give you defensively. He's in a good position offensively when you talk about a mellow ball. I think Terry Rozier will bounce back from, you know, once he gets the rust off from sitting out those games with the ankle injuries, I think he'll be fine. And Gordon Hayward had a really good night last night too. So, yeah, I expect Bridges to drop a little bit, but not to the point where people are going to have to wonder if they should even have him you know, on a roster like later this season because he's been dynamite thus far. Well, and, you know, basketball is kind of a cyclical sport. Eventually, eventually he's going to hit some sort of slump Mm -hmm. and calm down a little bit. But I don't know how long that's going to last. I mean, he looks unstoppable. I wouldn't be surprised if he finishes top 20, which had, you know, coming into the season, he he just didn't excite me. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, man, I watch almost every Charlotte game and he – he just looks like he has figured it all out. And yeah. you mentioned P.J. Washington. He left with a hyperextended elbow last night. So he's had trouble, a lot of trouble staying on the court this season. And the more P.J. Washington's out, the better it is for Miles Bridges. So, man, if you drafted Miles Bridges, you have got to be thrilled right now. And you're probably doing very well in your league. Because when you, yeah. when your fifth, sixth, or seventh rounder turns out to be uh, a monster that's that's how you win at fantasy. So, Agreed. Uh, another guy, I did not see this coming. He used to play for the Spurs when I could not stand watching them. <laughs> he, he never hits threes. He never steals the ball. He is he is Demar Derozan, and he also is someone who is having a new life in Chicago. And I think he loves playing with Lonzo Ball. I think he loves being out of San Antonio. I think he loves being able to run. With the Bulls, DeMar DeRozan has scored at least 30 points in three straight games. He had 37, 10 rebounds, a steal on 13 and 22 shooting last night. You know, this is a guy that doesn't typically steal the ball. He he doesn't shoot three-pointers or or make them for that matter. But he's sitting at number 15 in, uh, in the rankings. And does it matter to you that DeRozan doesn't steal or three? Not particularly, and and the reason why I say this is he's still getting to the foul line at a high rate. Um, He was 11 for 12 from the line last night. Last season, he averaged a little over seven per game. He's at that number right now, and I think that, for me, that's the biggest reason why I don't have too much concern because you know he's going to get those points, and you see some other guys kind of failing to adjust to the way that the games are being called. That hasn't been a problem for him, so I think that's where you can kind of make up 
some of the deficiencies in other areas. Like you'd love to see him get a steal per game, a couple assists. I think the assists are a bit down just because he's with Lonzo Ball and Zach Levine, two guys who can create for other players. So he's not he's more I'd say he's more of a finisher role as opposed to the creator that the Spurs were using him in. And he's flourishing right now. You can just get the ball in the mid post and go to work and it's really working out this far. Well, and I, I think we forgot what a gifted offensive player yeah. DeMar DeRozan is mm-hmm. when he went to San Antonio. And, I mean, players go to San Antonio and they they give up a lot to be there. Um, yeah. you know, Kawhi Leonard took a backseat for a long time and, and probably would have been on a different career tra- trajectory had he not been locked in Pop's offense. And DeRozan, it looks like the same thing. I mean, I forgot the kid had this much Pop. And everybody was worried about, you know, DeRozan, is he going to be able to score with Zach Levine there or is he going to ruin Zach Levine? And it has been no problem for either one of them so far. So pretty fun to watch. You can add the Bulls to the list of, of fun teams to watch if you've got mm-hmm. league pass because they're really fun with, with Zach and DeRozan. And like you said, they got Booch and Lonzo Ball. So good times there. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because, If I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Another wing, Furkan Korkmaz, starting for the Sixers with Danny Green and Tobias Harris, both out. Had 11 points, five boards, steal a block, a three-pointer last night. Gorgeous Yang had 18 points, three boards, one steal, and four triples. I have no idea how to say his name. It's, it's just George. I'm George. sure you would appreciate you calling him gorgeous. but He is know. gorgeous, gorgeous <laughs> George. There you go. Gorgeous George uh, also had four three-pointers off the bench. Matisse Thibel, uh mm-hmm. got a lot of mints and started also. I think Corkmaz, as long as Green and, and Harris are out, I think Corkmaz is probably the guy with the most upside that looks like the best pickup. But Yang also looked really good last night. He's going to get minutes. And Thibel also is going to play. Are these guys going to knock each other out every night, or is there one you can count on? Man, I think defensively Thibel is the one that you can count on. Uh, just because of what he brings to the table in terms of steals and blocks. And with Danny Green's sideline, he's going to be the one who's going to take on that marquee 
defensive wing matchup. So defensively, it'll be him, but you bring offense into the equation. I think I lean Korkmaz, especially with Tobias Harris out, you know, COVID protocols. So he's probably looking at about, what, a week to 10-day stretch where he should be a fixture in the starting lineup. He isn't going to have opportunities to create off the dribble, but he's a good catch-and-shoot option in that offense playing alongside Embiid. So I would lean Korkmaz right now than probably Thibault second and have Niang third because I'm not too sure if that 18-point performance he put up last night is sustainable for him. Yeah, I agree. I think Yang is now like watch list guy. Yeah. And Thibel is also watch list guy to me because I love his defense. The Sixers mm-hmm. love his defense. He's he's a defensive specialist, but in fantasy, as we've seen throughout history, you got to have a guy who has some offense yeah. in his game too. I just don't know if Thibel's going to score. So I think Korkmaz is the one that I want to take a flyer on if if I'm going to take a flyer on one of those guys. So last wing on my list, I got several tweets from panicked Cam Reddish owners. <laughs> what happened to Cam? What's wrong with Cam? Reddish had two points in 19 minutes for the Hawks as they got blistered by the Brooklyn Nets. Kevin Herter, who was, interestingly enough, inactive the game prior, back out there, actually had probably his best game of the season. He's been in mm. a slump. He hit most of his shots, scored 16 points several threes and then deandre hunter just went nuts 10 of 11 hit a ton of three and he had six three pointers put up monster numbers so for me cam reddish is still the guy you want to hang on to he's had two bad games and a bunch of good ones this season and kevin herter and deandre hunter are not going to play this well on a nightly basis i guess i would hold on to cam i'm just wondering because i never hopped on that bandwagon before the season started just because of the injuries and how inconsistent Reddish has been throughout his career. I saw a lot of people hyping him up during the preseason. I just didn't see it. He's had some good moments thus far, but he's also had some duds like last night. So I kind of, I don't know. I I probably wouldn't, if I had to decide which one to take, I probably wouldn't take either Herder or Reddish. And if you've made me take one, I would take Herder. But (laughs) neither one really excites me at this point. I feel pretty good about DeAndre Hunter, though. I think he's – can he do what he did last night on a consistent basis? Probably not, just because of the other options in that starting lineup. That being said, I didn't give you a good two or three three-pointers per night. I don't think that's out of the realm. I don't think that's unrealistic for him at all. Yeah, and I don't think it's really a choice between these guys. Uh, yeah. I don't think – I don't think Kevin Herter, personally, I don't think he's he's worth having on a roster. I'm just, okay. I just think if you've already got Cam Reddish – and there's not a lot on your waiver wire that already was, in it. Yeah. This was this is one game, and we know the Hawks are deep. That's why Kevin Herter mm-hmm. was inactive the other night. And in fact, I wouldn't be surprised if they have to make one guy inactive that's in the rotation. You know, every couple of games just to let other guys get in there and play a little bit. The Hawks are almost too deep, sort of like the Atlanta Braves are going to be next year, but that's a different story. Uh, <laughs> anyway. You know, the, the guys on TV, my friend Bob Rathman and, and Dominique, they're like, this guy is a freakish athlete. Nobody really knew what a freak he is because he's, he had that kind of down season at Duke before yeah. the draft, and then he's gotten his NBA career off to a slow start. But I still think there's plenty of time for Cam Reddish to break out. And and we have to remember these Atlanta Hawks are very healthy right now, yeah. but we're only two weeks in. And eventually the wear, and, the wear and tear is going to catch up. And, you know, if if – I hope this doesn't happen, but if, say, Bogdanovich goes down, then Cam Reddish is going to suddenly be the man. So I don't think it's a bad idea to have him stashed. 
just expect an up and down situation as long mm -hmm. as the Hawks are healthy. So let's move on to a couple of big men that, that had some newsworthy items last night. Miles Turner, my guy, drafted him in several leagues. He had that big 40 point game a couple weeks ago. And then it's just kind of been kind of blase since then. He had one other good game, I think. Last night, dude hits nine to 14 shots, career high, seven three pointers, 25 points, 13 boards, a steal, three blocks in a win over the Knicks. Miles Turner could lead the league in blocks. He hits a ton of three pointers. And when he gets in a on a roll, he's he's just uh, awesome to watch. He took a shot to the head last night, went to the <clears throat> locker room. I think they were checking him for a concussion, but he came back out, played the second half, and just had a monster game for me and several other people out there. Yeah, it was a bit unfortunate as a Knicks fan to watch this. Um, I think he scored the first 11 points of the game, as a matter of fact. So <laughs> when he gets it rolling, it, it's – a sight to behold. Um, but the thing is, thus far, he's been a little bit inconsistent offensively. I think they're still trying to figure things out. Obviously, we have the, the various injuries hasn't helped matters in terms of solidifying that rotation. But I think, I don't know, man. I've all, I've been a bit skeptical of that combination between Turner and DeMontis Sabonis and whether or not it can work long-term in terms of building a championship contender. But there's still a lot to like about both of those guys. Um, even if Turner doesn't hit threes, you know you're going to get blocks. You know you're going to get rebounds. So he's a pretty safe choice, I, I would say, in any fantasy league. Well, a good point about Sabonis. I don't think it was any coincidence that when Turner has his you know, second best or maybe overall best game of the season, Sabonis yeah. had 10, 10 points last night, was in total foul trouble the whole game. And I also think it helps Miles Turner that Malcolm Brogdon's back. I think they've got mm -hmm. a good, good chemistry and pick and roll game and all that. So Miles Turner was awesome last night. I, I he just seems like he's always there in the fifth, sixth, sixth round, something like that. And centers are hard to come by. So if you can get him, him or another guy, we're going to talk about in the sixth round of your draft, you're going to be doing pretty well. And that other guy, I'm going to skip a couple here off and jump down to Jarrett Allen, who I took in almost every league. I feel like I got him in the, in the sixth round. He's only number seven or number 57 in the rankings, but mm -hmm. that's because of his poor free throw shooting mainly. And he, and he also doesn't have get any assists really, but man, it seems like every time I look up, he's going for 25 and 15. He had 24, 17 boards, a steal, a block, Hit 9 to 15 shots last night. Kevin Love and Laurie Markkinen are out for the Cavs, so that helps Jared Allen. But I just feel like he is on a mission this season to kind of make himself look to others like a dominant big man. Yeah, he did have four assists last night, too. So, you know, put that in there. But, yeah, the absences really help both he and Evan Mobley because they, they have to play now. You know, they both played 40 minutes last night, so – you wonder how long that can last. Um, I don't. I don't think either of those guys love or Markman's going to be out for too long. But forty minutes. If they're both playing forty minutes, like those guys have to be fixtures in your lineup. So obviously they're going to be drafted in all leagues at this point. So maybe Allen was a little bit underrated in going into fantasy drafts before the season started. But I think that's because of the confusion as to how this rotation will work. You know, like we discussed in the past, when they signed Laurie Markman, it's like, they're going to move Evan Mobley to the bench? Or what's going on here? Playing those two together has really benefited both of those guys. And I don't know if we saw that coming just because 
Mobley appeared to still have some strides to make in terms of playing on the perimeter, but he's looked good. And Jaron Allen in the post has been very good as well. Well, not only has Mobley, Evan Mobley looked good, but I mean, a lot of people say he's the rookie of the year so far. Let's see that. He's right there, man. I mean, he he looks awesome. And Jared Allen, you know, I remember when he came in the league, he, he, he they could only play him like 10 or 15 minutes a night for the Nets. And I think that he's still really young. And this is his, finally his time to shine. And I think he's, he's going to have a big year. So props to Jared Allen for being on five of my teams and balling out. Two more guys, and then we're going to, we're going to roll out of here. Big man, Al Horford, who... I have on a couple of rosters. I don't know what's going on. He only hit three of nine shots last night, but he had 12 points, 12 boards, seven assists, a steal, three more blocks, and two three-pointers. He sits at number five in the rankings. Again, Matt and I, I think you were there too. I think we talked about there's no way Al Horford can sustain this all season, but it's just been incredible to see him do this and it's like he's just putting up these crazy numbers in every category every night yeah he's an incredibly dependable big man you know he played 26 minutes last night but still you noted his stat line he's going to be productive uh, i think the number of shots he gets could be a little bit volatile just because of the, the jalen brown and jason tatum dynamics but the thing is he gives you so much in other areas that it really doesn't matter you know so I don't think he's going to be a top 10 player come season's end, but mid-round value by that point, I don't, I expect that at this point. Yeah. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if he finishes top 50. Okay. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he finishes top hundred, but if he stays healthy and keeps playing for the Celtics, I think top 50 is very realistic. And again, I think we forgot how well he played for Oklahoma City last year before they shut him down. Mm-hmm. Last guy we're going to talk about. This is your guy, Ralph. Well, not your guy, but you wanted to talk about him. Daniel Gafford is back for the Wizards. That is obviously going to impact Montrez Harrell a little bit. Gafford had nine points and four boards in 21 minutes on Wednesday night. Harrell had 15 points, 10 boards with three blocks, 27 minutes off the bench. Uh, if you're sitting on Montrezl Harrell, are you worried about the return of Dan Gafford? I'm not, personally, just because there's such different centers. Uh, Gafford, more of a rim runner, pick and roll guy, a finisher, while Harrell can do a little bit more with the ball in his hands. They throw the ball to him in the post and let him go to work. You don't really see them do that with Gafford. So I think he's a definite hold. Um, And being on that second unit, a little less time alongside Bradley Beal, which may ultimately mean more touches for Harrell in the long run. So uh, he had a really good run when Gafford was out. I don't expect that type of production, but a double-double off the bench isn't unrealistic at all for him. All right, Ralph, that's going to do it. Do you ha- – you know, we, we probably should plan this out in, in advance because I always put you on the spot, but do you have a shout-out? I will give the shout-out to Chris Paul. You know, a.k.a. the point guard for moving up to third all-time on the NBA assist list. Uh, he passed Steve Nash and Mark Jackson the other night, so shout-out to CP3. Oh, I like it. Uh, that's good. That's better than mine. Uh, shout-out to <laughs> Jorge Soler, the World Series MVP. <laughs> World Series MVP and my, my hero. Yeah, so uh, anyway, that's it. That's going to do it for us. Round Boss 2 will be back here tomorrow at noon. I believe that will be Matt Straub 
myself and Jonas Nader breaking down a waiver wire. I have a feeling we're probably going to talk about some of the same guys we talked about today, but we'll put a different spin on it. And Matt Straub will make it much more exciting than I did. <laughs> have a good day, man. All right, you do the same. All right, bye, y'all. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions.